It is time to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun with a look at what's happening today. Good morning to you. Hi, good morning, Jill. Good to hear your voice in the morning. You as well. And uh, a surprise today, we're talking about politicians getting together or, or <laughs> not fighting. Well, it's not something you don't hear every day, but uh, we had a press conference yesterday with the New Democrats, the Energy Minister, Bruce Ralston, and he uh, spoke very, very highly about the impact of British Columbia's low carbon fuel standard, the first one in North America, and he credited it with 31% of the total emissions that we've saved in British Columbia since we started fighting for fighting climate change and bringing in emissions uh, measures, reducing fossil fuel. So he did all that, and uh, he credited the B.C. Liberals with it. And I went, gee, you don't hear the New Democrats saying the Liberals got something right very often, especially not something as spectacular as that, saying that, you know, for all our efforts uh, to fight climate change, this one single measure brought in by the Liberals way back in 2008 has been the single most effective thing we've done. So there you go, Joe. One gets surprised every day on this beat, and no matter how many years you've been at it. <laughs> yes, uh, indeed. So what does it actually mean, though? I know well, um, <laughs> there's got to be a downside somewhere. Con- contact, context matters anytime the government is doing anything. And frankly, I thought it was kind of daring for the energy minister to go out and talk about any measures affecting the production of gasoline in British Columbia on a day when we're seeing record prices again. So the minister got asked about that, and he said, well, you know, um, I'm aware. He's aware of the problem. You hear that, listener? He is aware of what a burden these high gas prices are putting on uh, British Columbians. So then uh, that pesky Richard Zussman of Global says, yeah, but you're not doing anything about it. (laughs) He said, no, we're doing everything we can, and we're looking at other measures. And haven't you heard about this $110 rebate they're giving you uh, through ICBC? So it's not fair to say the government isn't doing anything. So then we get on to the low-carbon fuel standard. So this is a a law in British Columbia that requires... um, lower carbon fuel than we would normally have if we just let the marketplace rule. And it is generally thought, uh, most of the analysis, hard to get this number out of the government, Jill, but independent analysis says it's added 12 cents a liter to the cost of fuel because low carbon fuel is more expensive to produce and not everybody produces it. We need it here in BC, so it's expensive. Um, some analysis says as high as 17 cents. And this is one that doesn't show up on the taxes you pay at the pump. This is just built into the price. So hmm. the minister was asked about that. Like, hey, what kind of a, what, what, what are you doing today changing, tinkering with the low-carbon fuel standard? And when, you know, everybody's upset about what all this stuff is costing, and he said, oh, no, no. And this is why, where he credits the liberals. We didn't do this. This low-carbon fuel standard was brought in by the B.C. liberals. And what we're doing isn't adding anything to the cost. They're, they're, tight, they're uh, improving the legislation, shall we say, that uh, requires low-carbon fuel standards. So he said, but, but what we're doing isn't going to add anything to the price. That, that is already built into the price, and it was put there by the liberals. So you see, Joel, in, in crediting the liberals, he's also kind of blaming them for the price of fuel.
Right. So when people However, realize that that 17 cents and yeah. start asking about it, don't come to us. We didn't do it. Yeah. So, so, but there's something else here. And I, and I always love this when there's somebody, when there's somebody at the press conference who isn't quite part of the government and is able to speak independently and, and, Who's there? Well, um, a fellow from uh, Parkland Refinery. So the big news yesterday is that Parkland is going to start making low-carbon diesel fuel. They're expanding uh, the production fuel, uh, facility out there in uh, Burnaby. Uh, it's a $600 million expansion, a lot of jobs, subsidized by the government. So the fellow is there, and he gets asked, uh, well, is that true that uh, these changes won't... Um, add to the price of fuel and he said oh no he said low carbon fuel is is more expensive to produce it's quite a bit more expensive and the minister sort of goes uh oh <laughs> <laughs> so Ralston finally admits it come january starting january first of all it'll add a penny a liter well you know you start adding a penny a liter here and there and it really starts adding up at the pump i mean we just added a penny a liter for um the carbon tax. So this is going to add another penny a liter. So yes, uh, it is going to be more expensive. And yes, the government was brazen enough to announce essentially that the price is going up on a day when people are already fed up with the price. But, you know, I would say in addition to, and they tried to put some of the blame off on the liberals. and that's There's some truth to that. But what you really got yesterday, Jill, is what the real government policy is here. The New Democrats' real policy is if they have to choose between the taxes and the cost of fuel and getting people weaned off fossil fuels and fighting climate change, there's no question what their priority is. It's fighting climate change. And it's going to be more expensive, so pay up or buy an electric car or figure out some way to use transit because you're not going to get relief from the government on the cost of gasoline at the pump. Which, uh, you're right, and that's exactly what they're doing. And I think people would just like them to be honest about that, because it, it hurts people that are in lower income brackets, who need vehicles for their livelihood, yep. and at least be up front and say, you're not our priority, this yep. is our priority. Yeah, and you know, you get... When you really push them on the rationale, they go, oh, well, you know, if we can get a bunch of commuters to take transit, assuming there's a transit line available, or if we can get them to switch to electric cars, well, if they switch to electric cars, there won't be emissions there. Uh, and if we get them to take transit, well, there'll be fewer vehicles on the road, and that means the trucks and the people that have to use, uh, have to use the roads, uh, well, they won't be as congested. Now, I, I can imagine someone sitting there listening to me this morning steaming over this. But as I said, Jill, it was one of those days where you got some insight into real government policy, even if, as you say, they don't quite admit that's what it's all about. But when you boil down what they said and announced yesterday, that is what it's all about. Their priority is reducing fossil fuel consumption and reducing emissions that's their priority, not making gasoline cheaper at the pump. Which is also ironic when you look at the bottleneck at the Massey Tunnel and wonder how many emissions are going into the, the atmosphere given the number of cars and trucks that sit idling there every day. Uh, that's true, and uh, there is a public meeting 
an information meeting tonight. I think it's at the coast. What is it? Which place? It's at the coast Tawasson at five o'clock. And it is an information meeting on the proposal to replace the tunnel with a twinned tunnel. So this is a meeting that's being run by the agency that assesses the environmental impact of projects. So it's an information meeting. There'll be officials there to explain and talk. Uh, There's a PowerPoint presentation and all the information you want. But I can tell, again, someone is waiting to go through the tunnel this morning or fearing that they're going to have to later today and endure the lineups. If you're going to that meeting tonight, take your patience because this is not where you go and complain that had the government stuck to the plan they inherited, a 10-lane bridge would be opening this summer to replace the tunnel. This is where you go and they tell you how it's going to work, the NDP's plan, which was adopted last summer. And they're not going to tell you that there are ways to accelerate the construction of the tunnel. The plan, and it's posted on the government website, Jill, is... The environmental review is going to take from now until probably 2025. And then, if all goes well, and what could possibly Mm -hmm. go wrong? It's the government. If all goes well, they will start building the twin tunnel in 2025, and it'll be ready to reduce congestion in 2030, eight years from now. And uh, like you said, not the place to go and complain. I'm guessing there might be some complaints or some questions at least asked at that meeting. There may be, but, you know, the one thing I would say is don't take your anger out on these poor officials who are just there explaining what is going to happen. They're going to answer technical questions and tell you how if you want to make complaints uh, about the environmental review or have input, here's how you go about it. It's not their decision. This is a political decision, and it really goes back to a political decision that the government made when they took over in 2017. They did not want to... Uh, proceed with the liberal plan to replace the tunnel with a 10-lane bridge. They went back to square one, and when you go back to square one on a project, it has to go through environmental review all over again, and that's why this is happening. It's not the fault of the officials. It's the politicians, and there'll be an election in 2024. You want to take out your anger, take it out on them. Uh, they, the, the, the construction of the replacement <laughs> tunnel won't have started at the time of the next election, so there's still time to have a say. (laughs) All right, a good six years before the bridge uh, or the tunnel, uh, sorry, is even there. Vaughn, thanks so much. Great to talk with you. Bye-bye, Jill.